The fact that jellyfish have survived for millions of years despite not having a brain should give hope to millions of people worldwide. Welcome to another episode of One Card Short, the podcast that just can't let stupid go to waste. On today's episode, I'm going to try my damnedest not to get into anything too political. It seems 2021 is no better than 2020, and there's plenty of other stupid shit to talk about anyway. So here it goes. A library at Yale University has a unique firefighting system called hypoxic fire management. If a fire starts, instead of the normal water sprinklers to put out the fire, which would obviously damage the books in the library, the system literally sucks the oxygen out of the building, which subsequently puts out the fire. Yeah, fucking brilliant idea, unless, of course, you can't get out of the building in time. I guess it gives new meaning to the words taking your last breath, doesn't it? Did you know that there is actually vegan wine Sip on that one for a second. I thought wine was made from grapes, which is a fruit. Am I I wrong? Oh, but then I'm told that there's a protein found in milk that can be used to remove tiny particles of sediment that cannot be removed by filtration. So you're telling me that even microscopic animal-based protein particles are too much for vegans? That you have to have a special wine? It's fucking crazy. The next thing you'll know, people will be using Gorilla Glue as a styling gel for their hair. And now, what you've all been asking for. My top 10 predictions for 2021. Okay, I guess I'm late as usual. I suppose these should have come out before 2021. Whatever. You know, After raising several kids, all grown now, as long as my wife doesn't tell me that she's late, I'm okay. Now, my top 10 predictions for 2021. Number one, lactose intolerant and diabetic people will rise in protest because they'll have discovered that they live in the Milky Way and demand that name be changed. Number two, White women with curly hair will be called white supremacists because of racially appropriating the Afro-American Afro. They will be forced to straighten their hair. Meanwhile, the other races who curl their hair will be heralded as fashion forward. Number three, the LGBTQAI whatever community will add so many other letters to define those groups that apparently need protecting that they'll have to create a new shorter acronym to describe their acronym. Number four, Carling Black Label, a beer brewed by Molson Coors, will be adopted by BLM as an official sponsor. Number five, people will no longer be allowed to use the term white supremacy because it has the word white in it. Number six, all textbooks will replace the word human with homo sapiens because human has the word man in it and, well, homo sapiens has the word homo in it. Number seven, math will have to redefine its logic because stating that there is a correct answer to a problem is a white supremacist idea. Number eight, there will be a push in Congress that the stars and stripes, yes, the flag of the United States, should be changed from red, white, and blue to red, black, and blue because, well, it's got white in it. Number nine, 
Netflix will create a new show. Instead of Orange is the New Black, it'll be titled White is the New Orange. And number 10, Nancy Pelosi will demand that all white representatives in the House will wear blackface so as not to offend the Black Caucus and BLM. They sound absolutely fucking nuts, don't they? But anybody want to take bets on how many, how many of them will actually come true? Moving on. The Oregon Department of Education promotes dismantling racism in math, saying, quote, finding the right answer is a sign of white supremacy, unquote. Wait a minute. Holy shit. Damn, I'm good. Did you see that? One of my predictions actually came true already. Next. I'm always amazed when I run across various laws enacted within states or cities that simply make a thinking person scratch their head in wonderment of the stupidity of local politicians. So here are just a few. In Helena, Montana, it is illegal to play Frisbee golf anywhere not deemed a sanctioned Frisbee golf course. You will be fined 500 bucks or six months of jail time if caught. Now, as a congressman, if you're caught colluding, you'll only be fined 200 bucks and get a slap on the wrist. I think I need to run for office. New Jersey. This is a good one. No murdering while wearing a bulletproof vest. In New Jersey, it's against the law to murder someone, but it's a second-degree offense to murder someone while wearing a bulletproof vest. See if you can follow along with this one. Wearing a bulletproof vest while committing or attempting to commit a crime of first degree is actually a crime of the second degree. Fuck, man, those people in New Jersey are smart. So, again, for all those listening in Jersey... Make sure you're wearing a bulletproof vest if you're thinking about offing someone. New York. Oh, libtard capital of, well, next to California, libtard capital of the country. If you order a sliced bagel in New York City, you're going to pay an 8% sales tax. Any altered bagels, sliced, toasted, or served with cream cheese, carries this 8% sales tax. Of course, Uncut bagels or unaltered bagels are tax-exempt. In North Carolina, it is a felony to steal more than $1,000 worth of grease and a misdemeanor to steal under $1,000 worth of grease. Because, you know, we're all looking for a little grease, aren't we? For cooking, for your wheel bearings, your hair. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's, that's Gorilla Glue. Sorry about that. Grease theft apparently was a huge problem in North Carolina before this 2012 law passed. You see, the grease thieves were preventing biodiesel companies from purchasing the restaurant-spent grease to convert it into fuel. So, whose political pockets were getting greased on this one? Vermont passed a law just to say that there would never be a law prohibiting the use of clotheslines. That's fucking good to know that we're protecting clotheslines, the lives and futures, while allowing babies to be murdered inside their mother's womb. Eh, go figure. In West Virginia, it's illegal to use a drone or other unmanned aircraft, or ferrets for that matter, to hunt birds. If caught, it's going to cost you 100 bucks. Let me get this straight. Instead of a bird dog, people are using drones and ferrets. So do you see the birds from the sky with a drone? Or is it one of those where you tried to herd the flying 
beasts with the drone like a sheepdog. What the fuck? And a ferret? Those little fuckers? How many people own bird hunting ferrets? And is this all really endangering the bird population? Now, I know in Michigan, you can't use a drone to hunt deer. You see, it's not what they call fair chase if you can use a drone to locate the deer out in the woods. But you still have to then go out and shoot it. Have you ever tried sneaking up on a deer? It's fucking virtually impossible, fucktards. Maine. (laughs) In Maine, it's forbidden to post advertisements on another person's tombstone in the city of Wells, Maine. You can advertise on your own tombstone, however, but what the fuck customer base are you trying to reach in a cemetery? And do you really think they're visited all that often? I tell you what, though, if you're thinking of spending money advertising on your tombstone, give me a call and I will most certainly take care of you. In Kansas, it is illegal to throw snowballs in Topeka, Kansas. Thanks to the city's criminal code, it's unlawful to throw any stones, snowballs, or other missiles at any person or property in Topeka. Hmm. Now, the stones I get, but does it actually snow in Topeka, Kansas? Snow enough to worry about a dangerous snowball fight? And as far as the missiles go, I mean, I want to meet that kid who's got a stash of missiles ready to throw. He is my fucking hero. California. It's illegal to build, maintain, and or use nuclear weapons within Chico, a law that began in the 80s as a serious anti-nuke statement that carries a heavy fine of 500 bucks. 500 bucks, that's it. Seriously, if one of those fuckers go off, who's going to be left to prosecute the one who actually used it? Not only is California the land of fruits and nuts, but as I said before, it is clearly the capital of stupidity in the United States. Indiana. It's illegal. I love this. It's illegal to catch fish with your hands in Indiana. Now, I understand the whole noodling thing, but I got to tell you, if you're dumb enough to go into a river, feel around with your hands along the muddy riverbanks for a monster catfish, stick your hand in its massive mouth when you find one, Grab on tight and pull it out without losing that hand? Dude or dudette, you win. In New York State, you need a license to hang clothes on a clothesline to dry. So the clothesline being there by itself is free, but you got to pay to use it in your own backyard, which you own and pay taxes on. Fuck New York. Also, this is awesome. In New York, a woman posted an ad on Craigslist selling positive pregnancy tests. Yes, for 25 bucks, she'll send you a positive pregnancy test. Apparently, since she became pregnant, she's been asked so many times for a positive test. So she decided, fuck, why not? Honestly, I got to give kudos to this woman who's decided to make some cash while she's carrying her offspring. But who... And why would people want a positive pregnancy test if they're not pregnant? What the fuck am I missing here? I mean, I swear to God, stupid people need to be weeded out. I mean, come on. No, I'm not saying kill all the stupid people. I'm just saying remove the warning labels. And the problem should eventually take care of itself, shouldn't it? 
This next snippet is freaking brilliant in a good way. This is evidence that at least sometime in our past, some people had some sense of compassion in business. In 1939, during the height of the Great Depression, when the Kansas Wheat Company realized women were using their wheat sacks to make clothes for their kids because they couldn't afford to go out and buy it, the mill started using flowered and patterned fabric for their sacks so the kids would have pretty clothes. Pretty fucking awesome, isn't it? All right, I'm going to switch gears. In a few of the past episodes, whenever I run across a term that is a colloquialism, I've done a little bit of research to find out really where that term came from. Kind of like cocktails, for example. So I've got a couple of these that I did a little research, and I'm going to share them with you. The term the whole nine yards. You ever wonder where that came from? Well, the standard U.S. ammo belt in World War II was 27 feet long, nine yards. So the old quote, put the whole nine yards in there, came from World War II. The term close but no cigar. We hear that even today. You know, like when you almost reach your goal. Oh, that fucker was close, but no cigar. Turns out that saying came from when carnivals used to give out cigars as prizes. Fuck, I miss those days. Who wants a goddamn stuffed animal? Give me a cigar anytime. The term diehard. Today, it's used to describe someone who just doesn't give up. <laughs> yeah. Not so much with its origination. Originating in the 1700s, the expression described men or women who took the longest to die as they were being hanged. Let's bring that one back. The term bite the bullet. Nowadays, it's used to accept something that is difficult or unpleasant. Ah, just bite the bullet and do it. This phrase, bite the bullet, came from when there was no time to administer anesthesia before attempting surgery usually during war, battle, or whatever. The surgeon would make the patient bite down on a bullet and attempt to distract them from the pain of the surgery. True story. When my dad was in Korea, serving in the U.S. Army during the Korean War, he had to have two of his wisdom teeth pulled. Now, unfortunately, he was in an area where they didn't have any Novocaine. So the dentist or doctor, or whoever it was, had him suck on rags soaked with whiskey for, I think it was 30 to 45 minutes to try to numb his gums. After which, the doctor pulled his wisdom teeth. Can you imagine that? Fuck me. I mean, I've broken bones, fingers, elbows, and been able to deal with that pain easily. But can you imagine having wisdom teeth pulled without having any Novocaine to deaden your mouth? Shit. This next one is pretty brutal. Have you ever heard the phrase, cat got your tongue? Usually means that you have no words or can't think of anything to say. Well, there are two possible sources that I found for, the, for this saying. The first refers to the cat o nine tails. That was a whip used by the English Navy for flogging. The whip caused so much pain that the victim was left speechless. The second refers to the practice of cutting out the tongues of liars and blasphemers and feeding them to cats. Whoa! You ever heard of the term saved by the bell? Usually it's a term we use today referring to, you know, being saved or rescued from an unwanted circumstance or a situation. Well, as scary as it sounds, being buried alive was a common occurrence back in the day. And people who feared succumbing to such a fate were buried in special coffins that connected to a bell above the ground. So if someone got sick 
and everybody thought they died and they buried them, if that individual all of a sudden woke up in a casket, they could ring the bell that was tied to the string in their casket. And at night, the guards at the cemeteries would listen in case they heard any bells ringing, in which time they would have to go and dig up the living person, and hence they were saved by the bell. And that, my friends, is your history lesson for today. Moving right along. Now, y'all know I'm not a big fan of social media these days. However, have you seen, or I should say, have you heard of the verbal wars going on via Twitter between the various fast food companies? It is fucking hysterical. I think Wendy's has got it down to a science. And I got to admit, I, I admire the balls of whoever is managing their account. But Wendy's, Burger King, Hooters, Dunkin' Donuts, and Chick-fil-A have some of the best. So here we go. Chick-fil-A. Per usual, we will be closed on Super Bowl Sunday. No exceptions. Burger King responds, Don't worry, everyone. We will be open. Per usual. Chick-fil-A responds, Awfully bold of you to assume people actually care if you're open on Sundays or not. Wendy's tweeted on National Roast Day, It's go time. You want the roast? Then let's go. Hooters respond, What you got? Wendy's replies, Uh... Uniforms our employees can wear in the winter? Just a side note, do you really want to change the Hooters uniforms? Burger King tweets, five for four bucks, because five for four bucks is better. And then they tweet at Wendy's, what are you firing back? And Wendy tweets, edible food? So apparently there's a bunch of people on, tw on Twitter that follow Wendy's and often bait them to see how Wendy's will respond. I mean, why not? It's kind of entertaining, right? Somebody tweets, can you find me the nearest McDonald's? Wendy tweets back with a picture of a garbage can. <laughs> Somebody else tweets, my friend wants to go to McDonald's. What should I tell him? Wendy fires back, find new friends. Another person tweets, what should I get at McDonald's? <laughs> Wendy's tweets, directions to Wendy's. Another person tweets, what's a Big Mac cost? And Wendy's fires back, your dignity. Here's a couple more. Somebody tweets at, at Wendy's, I'm in McDonald's, what do I get? Wendy's fires back, out. Somebody tweets, I'm going to Taco Bell, what do I get? Wendy's tweets, food from the wrong place. Another person tweets at Wendy's, is it shameful to be eating Wendy's while sitting in, in a McDonald's parking lot? And Wendy's replies, you're probably raising the property value, to be honest. These are fucking brilliant. One person tweets at Wendy's, what's the best thing about McDonald's? And Wendy's fires back, the exit. And the last one, somebody tweets, what's a Big Mac made out of? And this is priceless. Wendy tweets back, a dash of shame, a pinch of regret, and two spoonfuls of disappointment. Fucking brilliant. Now it's time to move on to more fun commentary because, as we say, you just can't let stupid go to waste. Today, the Democratic Party announced that it is changing its symbol from the donkey to a condom because it more accurately reflects the party's political stance. Let's face it, a condom allows for inflation, halts production, destroys the next generation, protects a bunch of dicks, and gives you a sense of security while you're actually being screwed. 
on privilege. Only in America can you find a kid wearing $150 tennis shoes, drinking a $5 cup of coffee, typing on his $1,000 cell phone, all the while complaining on social media that he is oppressed, that capitalism has failed him. On the backfiring of women's liberation, it's interesting that if you don't have a uterus, you can't have an opinion on women's issues, but you can certainly compete in women's sports on who is driving institutional racism. The left controls every fucking major institution in this country. The media, the education system, the administrative government, Hollywood, big tech, yada, yada, yada. So tell me, if institutional racism really did exist, whose fault would it be? On wokeness, how long is it going to take before they take down the Rocky statue in Philadelphia? After all, he did beat up three black guys and a communist on international views of current events in the U.S. I shit you not. France has officially declared that the leftist ideology in America is a direct threat to French. This is true. But when France, quite possibly the world's most liberal country, looks at your country's liberalism as a threat, there's a massive problem on overtaxation. The British royal family is worth an estimated 88 billion bucks. The queen herself is worth 530 million. All this wealth comes from inherited lands and investments. But the British taxpayers continue to support them to a tune of $104 million each year. Fuck, and I thought the US taxpayers were the dumbest in the world. Clearly not, by a long shot. Okay, moving on. Now for the latest inductees into the Hall of Fame for city names. No, I'm not kidding. Well, yeah, actually I am. I have no fucking idea if there's an actual Hall of Fame for the names of cities, but there certainly should be because some of these city names are downright priceless. Now, seeing as I'm from Michigan, I only found it fitting to start there. Hell, Michigan. Their website is go to hellmichigan.com. And now you can actually buy a square inch of property in Hell, Michigan. So the next time somebody says go to hell, you can, li you can literally say you want property there. I personally can truthfully say I've been to hell and back. Screamer, Alabama. Now, no one is screaming for anything good in Alabama. Uh, well, unless it's for the college football team. Climax, Georgia. See, now the Rolling Stones wrote probably one of their most fav famous songs about not getting any satisfaction, when clearly they didn't know anything about Climax, Georgia. Actually, there's a Climax, Michigan, too, but it's so fucking small. There's nothing satisfying about it whatsoever. Why Arizona? This town was named for a fork in the highway in town, but they couldn't use the single letter Y because of a postal regulation. Huh. I know the U.S. postal system isn't thought of as being the most on the ball, but they couldn't figure out how to deliver mail to a town with a single letter as, it, as its name. Why not North Carolina? Well, this one's named because the residents couldn't think of a better name. Or maybe the people from Y, Arizona just got bored and moved there because why not? Lick Skillet, Texas. Y yeah, I'd rather not. You need us, Louisiana. Um, you're in Louisiana. Nobody needs you. Knock them stiff, Ohio. Uh, I don't think you're knocking anybody stiff in Ohio. Have you actually been to Ohio? Intercourse, Pennsylvania. Great name, but with a population of only 1,815, they're certainly not having a whole lot of intercourse. 
three-way Arizona. Now, maybe the folks in three-way can show the folks in intercourse how it's done, maybe splice things up a bit. I swear to God, I'm not making any of this stuff up. Hump tulips, Washington, because they can't figure out how to hump each other. They have to go after the tulips? Well, I guess it is in the state of Washington after all. I'm just saying. Spread Eagle, Wisconsin. If you've been to rural Wisconsin, then you know this isn't only a place, but it's a state of mind because there really isn't anything better to do than to drink and spread Eagle. Hooker, Oklahoma. Now that's what I'm talking about. Although I thought this one would be in Nevada since it's legal there and all. Accident, Maryland. Named because if you move there, you just had the biggest one of your life. Uncertain, Texas. This one kind of reminds me of the Abbott and Costello skit, you know, the who's on first bit they did. I can just see this. You go to a social gathering and someone asks, where are you from? And you answer, uncertain. Then they come back with, wait, you're not sure where you're from? No, I know where I live, you say. Well, where? Uncertain. That's what I'm asking. Difficult, Tennessee. Are they actually describing life in Tennessee? Buttfuck, Tennessee. I think the uh, movie, uh, I think the movie Deliverance was actually filmed there. Dull, Oregon. Well, now that pretty much any drug is legal in Oregon, they're going to have to change that name. No name, Colorado. Originally a pot grower's paradise before legalization, they didn't give their town name out because they didn't want it on a map for anybody to find them. That's fucking brilliant. I think they're actually the founding fathers of sanctuary cities. Nothing Arizona. It pretty much sums it up. With only one building and a couple of signs, that's all she wrote. Absolutely nothing. Tightwad, Missouri. Because, oh fuck, I don't know. Why would anybody in their right mind name their town Tightwad? Big ass a woman, Maryland. Now, I'm going to put money on this town council looking for a new name and fast because this has got to be extremely offensive to those East Coast DC fucking woke libtards. Sugar tit, South Carolina. (laughs) Really, I got nothing bad to say about this one. Seriously. Sugar tit, South Carolina. I mean, is it wrong? Dick Lick Springs, Arkansas, where the men are happy and the women are wet. Oh, come on. The city's name's got springs in it, which means there's a lot of flowing water. What did you think I meant after all? Big Bone Lick, Georgia. I want to introduce you to Big Ass A Woman, Maryland. Satan's Kingdom, Vermont. I truly think that this is where most all liberals secretly come from. And I'm positive it's where Bernie Sanders is from. Now, if you think the U.S. has some gems... The international folks, they're not shy nor modest. They just call them as they see them. You ready? Muff Ireland. Nope, not kidding. And yes, there is a muff diving club. Anus France. Um, Well, it is in France after all. Condom France. No wonder they're open about having mistresses. They got nothing to worry about. Moron France. Now this is where all those Frenchmen live who don't know what a condom is, but can't keep their dick in their pants. Fucking Austria. (laughs) No, I swear to God, the name of the town is fucking. And these folks are serious. They tell it like it is. You need some? Move here. Dildo, Newfoundland, Canada. I, I, I guess there aren't any men living there, but the women are still happy. 
Shitterton, England. Why, on God's green earth, would you name a town Shitterton? So where are you from, bloke? Shitterton. Come again. Shitterton. Uh-huh. So you are, says the first guy as he simply walks away. Nowhere else, Australia. This is where all the folks from why North Carolina and why not Arizona go when they retire. Sex Moan, Philippines. When you move there, you get an instructional video. Upper Thong, UK. Where the rest of the thong isn't needed, this town is actually modeled after the red light district in Amsterdam. Ugly, UK. This is the sister city of Upper Thong, Twat, Scotland. (laughs) Now, I know what you're thinking, but words in foreign countries tend to have different meanings than they do in the U.S., so I actually had to look this one up. You're not going to believe this. In Scotland and the U.K., twat means idiot or to slap. So, I guess twat Scotland is the younger brother of Upper Thong and ugly. And because he was so fucking stupid, they slapped the shit out of him all the way to Scotland. Puke Albania. Now, I've never been there, but could it really be that bad that you got to name it Puke? Batman Turkey. Maybe they thought, nah. Well, but maybe they all want to be Batman's new sidekick. Get it? Batman and Robin, Batman and Turkey. Oh, shut the fuck up. You come up with a better reason. Asbestos, Russia. Of course. Because who else would name a city after a highly fucking carcinogenic compound but the fucktards in Russia? And last, but not least, Fingering Ho, England. Fingering Ho, England. Huh. Any relation to Upper Thong? I wonder, though. When a woman's husband dies in Fingering Ho, do they make her emigrate to Dildo, Canada? (laughs) Well, either way, we certainly know what they do when they're not working. That's all for this episode of One Coat Short. I hope you got a chuckle out of it today. Until next time, we're out.